Hey, Peter. Hey. If you had five hours today to practice the piano, what would you play? Ooh. Oh. Don't give me a big open palette like that, big guy. I don't know what I can do. This is the problem. And here's the solution. Z. With a Z. I'm Adam Mattis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. We're getting so arty with our intros. Like, they're getting kind of, uh, it's like it's like a black and white film in the 70s. Grainy. Yeah, it's like, it's we're, they're just getting to this, like, absurdist point where what we they're say. So, they're, like, ultra introspective, right? Like you have to, like, kind of read between the words of what we're trying. No, not really. Well, you're making it sound so much more sophisticated than it may be because I read a recent description in the YouTube uh, comments that our intros were more like Jim Halpert and Michael Scott from The Office. And I don't I don't know who was who, but um, you're looking at the camera, it's not on today. <laughs> but um, I don't know which one of us is which. I'm hoping I'm Jim Halpert. I guess he's a little cooler, but I'm a little fearful that I might be Michael Scott. I mean, you do have a, a mug that says world's best podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my mug. Hello. I thought everyone had one. Uh, so today we're talking. We're just gonna just gonna avoid that altogether. Today we're talking about how to maximize long practice sessions. We had an episode a couple of weeks ago about what to do if you had ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I thought you know what we've never really talked about is what if you have two hours or three hours or four hours or five hours, like. You can mess that up too. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you can. I've messed up both. Come yeah, on, now. you know what? Uh, there's, uh, there's a. Uh, I uh, heard this thing the other day about like you know we often say that time is our most valuable resource, but actually that's not true because how many times money is our most valuable? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Now how many times have we carved out an hour and completely wasted it by putting our attention on the wrong thing or just just squandering our attention? Right. Our attention to what we're doing is the most valuable resource we have because then we can do. Uh, with no matter if it's 10 minutes or 10 hours, we can get the most out of it. That's right. And just like any form of time, it is definitely a non-renewable resource. And that doesn't mean you don't have more. You do. Every day you have the opportunity to practice 15 minutes or five hours or none. You've got 24 hours. How are you going to carve that up? But then within that, when you carve up, if it's five hours or 15 minutes, how is that time going to be spent, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important first that we talk about as you would going into a five hour. Is that what our kind of standard for long practice? Is no, I mean, I was thinking like for me, a long practice session these days is two hours. If yeah. I have two hours to spend at the piano, just yeah. practicing the piano, that's a huge luxury that yeah. maybe happens a few times a year at this point. Yeah. So we could say um, hours. Yeah. Hours. Basically at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do we take, you know, the intensity that we talked about in the 15 minute sessions and the efficiency mm-hmm. that comes by the ne- you know necessary intensity translate that into a longer thing without it just becoming a oh what am i doing of course i don't th- what we can't do in a 2 hour session is 8 15 minute intensive practice sessions that's probably not the thing to do right no and eventually you're going to burn out doing something that intense so i think for me when i think about uh, when i get to practice in long stretches it's usually i get to kind of like it's almost like uh, what is that called? The the kind of like elementary school stuff uh, where they like the the students kind of dictate what's going on. Montessori. 
Montessori, it's right? Like, it's like Montessori. Like so, like I'll start with maybe I'm starting with like scales. You practice in the Montessori method. You, I did not realize that. No, but this is I think this is what naturally happens. And yeah. so I'll find something like I'm practicing the scales, and I'll be like, oh, there's a technical glitch there in that key, or when I try to do that, uh, you know, articulation. Right. And so I might then go into that yep. for thirty minutes, or however however long it takes me until I'm feeling like. My attention is wavering. I'm sort of being burnt out on this subject, or I've or I've got it, and it's time to move on. I think that could be like kind of my first way of going at a long practice session is to sort of be open, like have a plan to start, but kind of be open when things draw you away. Like what what is it that you're hearing that you're like I don't like that, uh, or or I wish I had more of that. Well, it's like we always say: have a plan and abandon it. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. What do we say? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think having a strict plan is is a great idea to have, like, to write out what you would like to accomplish. That's always a great idea. But I feel like with a long practice session, it really is an opportunity to be like, oh, I have time that I can kind of go in a direction that I, I I'm I feel out, you know, yeah. and, that, and that can be an efficient way to practice because you are your attention is there, right? Yeah, like yeah. You have motivation to work on that. that well, time. I think that's important too. So, I mean, I'm joking, but it's actually I was trying to bring up a point. Like, you still have a plan. It's like as you said, it's not a strict plan, right? And that's something that I think is really conducive to long stretches is like you don't want to be like oh i've got so much time i don't have to get anything accomplished i can just be totally free form no but you what your plan is it's sculpted around the amount of available time so it's the same like if you know if you're going to go in your backyard and build you have to build a fence and let's say that you have one day to do it like or else some wild boar is going to come onto your property the next day so it's a different mentality than i have a month to make this fence so if you have a month, you might you still have a plan, but you got a couple of days of like, let's go around for inspiration. Let's look at the different materials available. Let's look online. Let, let's plan. And then let's start to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a I'm, I'm a fence. I'm a bridge builder among people, but I'm not a fence builder <laughs> physically, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I know. I think that's great. I think I think coming up with just like a generally like four to five topics that you can cover, no matter how long, if it's five hours, then maybe you have an hour set aside for each topic. But I think... You know, my point was just like, if you're getting into something and you you hear something that you don't like or you hear something that you do like that you wish you could, you know, expound upon, follow that. Because yeah. that your your motivation for that is going to be very pure and very engaged in that. And build that into your plan. For sure. And I think the way to do that is just to have... And look, the more you do different uh, length practice sessions, the more experience, the more this kind of becomes intuitive. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, from 5.15 until 5.18, be free to follow, you know, maybe at the beginning you have to think that. But it's more thinking about like just, you know, opening up the amount of time, being a little bit more liberal with what you're allocating that part of your practice too. So that if you do, you're not forcing yourself to go off on a tangent, but if you do, you've got it built in without being like, oh, I have to stick to the plan, I, which is a necessity of a short thing. You don't have time for, for creativity and fooling around. Tom, was they used to call tomfoolery. Are yeah. you familiar with that? I am, full, uh, yes, fully. <laughs> familiar with Tom and Tom. <laughs> Tom and tomfoolery. Yeah. No, uh, so another tip, I think, for long practice sessions uh, that helps me is even, I, th- I think you have to take frequent, fre- frequent breaks. Yes, potty breaks, breathing breaks, meditative breaks, many kinds of breaks we must a- take. Many kinds of breaks, but one break I don't think that you should you should take is a screen break. Like, I don't think you should check your phone no. if you can't help it. Like, please don't open up your Facebook and start, because that's just a rabbit hole that you can waste 
half an hour, an hour, and you had two hours, and now you have 15 minutes because you've just wasted it, like what you're doing right now. Like, what's going on? Oh, sorry. No, I had a text come in. I had to check in, man. My bad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That See, was a joke. That was working uh, it. If, it. if we had the video, it would be better. No, but uh, you know what? Go, like, go make some tea or mm-hmm. go for like a brief walk around the block or yes. get some food or something. Clear your head. You need that time away from the instrument while you're in these long stretches. But don't turn on the TV or check your phone oh, no. or open your laptop. Like, see if you can just keep off of the trappings that take our attention away from what we need to be doing. You have plenty of time the rest of the day to do it. That's you, right. You have, you have, and you know you'll do it all, all for the rest of the day. So well, just these, these sacred two hours, three hours that you have on the instrument, keep off of those devices. Well, and you, that tip right there, that's worth the price of admission to this podcast here. You'll hear it. Nice. <laughs> no, really. I mean, and a lot of people can be like, no, 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 get me to the like, what do you practice? But pay attention to that. That's one of the biggest barriers for modern humans, I think, in developing in, in music and in, in any kind of endeavor that requires a certain kind of mindset of creativity is that we have to have a break and to breathe. And, 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 and now we have a thing where you never have to have a break. There is no like, I'm bored or let me let my mind be clear so that something hopefully creative might drift into it because we have these devices that are so easy to like, I mean, a lot of people just, inst- and I mean, I've, I've been, you know, guilty of this. I've just gotten a lot more mindful about my use. I mean, that's what it takes. You got to be mindful. And I'm, I don't mean to hijack us off of the practice thing, but this is important. Drop down and give me some mindfulness today, son. Lovely. <laughs> no, but it's like, you have to be mindful about how you use these devices or you're going to lose the ability, even when you go back and, and, and shift back to the practice, to really get fully done what you can get done. And when you've got these bigger stretches, that's where the creativity, that's where the magic can happen. That's where the Montessori playing around yep. can come to fruition. But if you leave this and don't go to a clear mind and, and are going, you see, because people feel like, oh, when I go to the device, I'm just I'm just zoning out. I'm just checking. No, you're, no, not. you're not. You're yeah, zoning yeah. into something else. Exactly right. You're making your mind work in a different way. They've spent literally billions of dollars yeah. on these uh, apps that make you, like, t- to grab your attention. How's and it paying off for them? I think it's okay. It's pretty them. good. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> but for us, it's killing our, our minds. They're right? good at it. And, it, yeah, for your attention, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, so if you can help it, you know, don't. Don't include your screens in your practice session. It's hard because people use their phones and, and their computers in their practice sessions. But if you can stay off of social media trappings, it really, really helps. Yep. Another th- thing I'd like to suggest is we talk about keeping a practice journal about like having a plan in the journal. But in these long practice sessions, it helps to keep track of what you're doing. Yes. You know, because you're doing As so you much. And, th- and the, the longer periods of time where you have focused practice, the more things you can discover. Yeah. And you can discover maybe five, ten things in a two-hour practice session, and you could forget one yeah. of those things. Like, you need to really track what you're discovering. Yeah. What you're, I, these, are, these are when ideas tend to flourish, so don't let those drop. Keep a detailed practice journal about what you're hitting. Yeah, maybe a little journaling as you go. Could we call it that? You could, yeah. I, I mean, you mindfulness journal. For journaling. sure. It never helps to kind of just take a step back and, like, reflect on how you're feeling about what's going on or what's actually happening in your, like, physically or mentally or musically with what you're working on. Like, yeah. that's great to, to look back a week later and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you remember. think you're going to remember. And, yeah. like, I almost see this leading to a thing that I used to do where it would be like, I'd have a plan. And I, I started this with when I was practicing a lot of classical music because 
it was a little bit, there was a sort of built-in um, regimen to it in terms of like I was working on maybe three different pieces, specific things, and then certain technical exercises. But then there was ways that I wanted to practice. And like I kind of had a plan from my teacher too and some notes from that. So as I would go, I would make a, a just a general plan at the beginning, but then I would just make a little bit of notes on what happened. And then I remember this is before bullet journals in mind. <laughs> I was ahead of my time. I was actually using a... Uh, a script, you know, like and yeah. a parchment paper. Oh, no, it wasn't man, that far. Look at this guy. No, but it was like was I would make telegraphing. I was ding, making ding, notes ding, on ding, like ding, ding, stop. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I was making notes on like you know, learn seventeen bars. Was hoping to get the whole section, but yeah, you sure. know, just things like that. But then occasionally, and so that's more just sort of tactical. But occasionally, would get into like you know, was really feeling good. This was really flowing then, and and then. You know, maybe even like a star by it, yes, and on that exercise, and then ah, not really or whatever. And so that's the stuff that you go back even later that day or the next day, and as you're planning your next day, can really be beneficial. Man, I think it's just so important, so so important. Uh, so that's it. Those are our tips for for how to maximize your long practice sessions. You know, it is different than having 15 minutes. Having two hours takes a different mindset, and yeah. you're about to go deep on stuff. So yep. try these and also experiment. Yeah, you know, for sure. Let us know what you do. And that's one of the beauties of being able to practice longer is you can afford to experiment. I know we talked about in the 15 minute practice session. You know, out of necessity, in order to, to I mean, look with all these things is if you get one micro breakthrough yeah. in a day, you're ahead of the game for sure. Because there's been plenty of days when you practice, and it's like, man, I'm getting worse i mean eventually you, you might go three days backwards and then one day forwards that's good too but if you can get just one kind of edifying thing happening so when you're in five 15 minutes the pressure's on when you're in two hours relax experiment see where the flow goes you still want to get something done so you're being mindful about it but that should be the fun and and the the joy of the journey uh yes so i'm going to do you a service here Come so you know we've gotten a few new reviews Ooh. and i'm going to read we one still get those well, we have to because we made a commitment. You made a commitment. I made a commitment. I'm helping you out here. We got the a, collect the royal. We made that commitment. You know, we got a 12 star review. Come on, 12 Come on, star. Alex. How did you allow that to happen? That's title, seven too many. Title of the review: Great Public Service. This is from Ben in the U.S. Just discovered this. We're podcast. gonna call him Sir Ben. Sir Ben. 12 yeah. stars. Oh, that might be the most stars. See if you can outstar Ben. Uh, just discovered this podcast a month ago, and I'm completely hooked. The only downside is. I'm much less informed about the world because every free moment I'm cramming in the next golden nugget of wisdom these two impart. I mean, I mean, aren't we informing you about the world? What's wrong, Ben? We should Come do on, a man. podcast on uh, on world events. Yes, that's that would be uh, depressing. Yeah, really, and we'd, we'd be actually be ter- terrible. We're super uninformed too about most things, but jazz piano. I can't believe how did you hear Barack and... Obama was just elected as our new president? Uh, uh, am I late on that one? Got all but the I feels at once. It's inspiring <laughs> to hear them discuss their own musical challenges and how they overcome them. They have a knack for keeping the aspiring pianist in mind when doing when doling out advice, and they provide invaluable insight into the ultimate question that vexes amateurs such as myself: What exactly should I be practicing for two hours? <laughs> uh, keep up the great work, Peter and Adam. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Ben. That was super nice. We appreciate any uh, ratings and reviews. We appreciate it because it helps get the podcast out there. And right. we are seeing a bit of uptick in the amount of people. That well, are so we I appreciate w- the ratings and reviews. We do. Our fans are super great about this. Like We have the most engaged, like loyal, 
uh, jazz nerds that you could possibly have. Exactly. We, it's our people. It's yeah, our we're people. proud to count this ourselves This is a safe space. Yeah, this is a safe sure. space. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you know that we recently passed, uh, this is a rhetorical question because I know you know it, we texted each other at 3 a.m. when the I news know. came in. I know. I know. We recently passed 1 million downloads. I know. I've been this, impossible to, to work with. Since this little, well, this. because you're always wearing that same dirty t-shirt around. 1, 1 million. million. <laughs> <laughs> a million, a million, a million. Yeah, no, thank you everybody for helping us reach that milestone. Amazing. That's right. Did you think that when you walked in that Tuesday morning, like we're starting a daily podcast that, that we'd reach a million downloads. I knew it. You knew it. I knew it. I didn't think it would happen. It was going to take so long, but it, it happened. Well, I mean, you. I didn't mean it was going to be so fast. Now, obviously, we weren't thinking about that at all. And and in fact, to the point of when Andrew, our producer and editor and uh, much of the brawn behind this podcast, young Andrew Kitchen, yep. who's not as young as he used to be. As as our second us. later, yeah. <laughs> but when he informed us about this, I actually was, and you might have had been like closer tabs. If he had said we just hit five hundred thousand, I would be like, oh my god, that's awesome. That's such. Yeah. I, I just didn't know. Yeah. But now I check daily, so that's right. Yep. Till tomorrow, you'll hear it. 